welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Becca and today's podcast episode title is How to Manage Difficult People and Stay Sane. And this is uh, actually part five of this series. So if you have missed parts one through four, you should definitely go back and listen to them because this is a sequential series. And I think that there's a lot of information that you will be able to glean starting there. And for note takers, I am going to condense basically the part four, just so we're on the same page about what we discussed before we get into part five. So last week we talked about there could be more under the surface. We covered some behavioral disorders uh, and what to watch for with difficult people such as oppositional defiance disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, conduct disorder, and there's all those different things. And then we discussed how you don't need to be offended that a person struggles to respect you because of previous triggers they've had in their life in, in terms of trauma. And then most of the behavioral disorders can improve over time with consistency, safety, and therapy. And that's huge good news. And then another thing we talked about was you have to model the appropriate behavioral response over and over again because sometimes people have never been taught what that looks like if they are um, having some difficult behaviors. Do work first together so that people know what your standard is. And a good key to that is ask, is it done to my standard when somebody says they're ready for you to come look at their work? Uh, A tip with that we discussed was using pictures and videos. And if you're really getting frustrated with things and you're feeling like, oh, this is just so hard, really come back to your why in life and don't consider your present frustrations a failure to your original why. You're not a hypocrite. You're just probably worn out. Another tip we used was delegate decision-making authority on certain projects. So you don't always have to be the person making the final decision and that can make you not the bad guy all the time. And finally, we talked about having a unified management team with modeling respect for the decisions other people make who have authority. So that way your team, your difficult person, or people see what that looks like to be respectful of other people in authority so that they can model that um, for you as well. Now, we are into episode five. The, The tip that I have first is when possible, create or review company policy to find out what's going on. If this person has a behavior that's consistently Um, rubbing your team the wrong way or um, really creating issues within workflow and all of that, review your company policies. If there's not something regarding what's happening, then maybe you need to create a new policy. And here's an example of this. It may not necessarily be something that affects everybody all the time, but let's just say somebody stays super late at work and utilizes the office for um, their their own personal use instead of um, doing their work. So maybe it's because they're doing a second job or they have school and they just need the internet or whatever. That's a really good example of something that's like, man, this just seems like you're using, um, taking advantage of things and using resources that maybe are not available for you to be using. And looking at your company policies, is there a policy that people cannot stay after a certain time uh, when the doors get locked so that there needs to be the cleaning crew coming in or what are those things? A lot of times businesses don't have those policies in place yet. And that's just a really quick example, but that's something that maybe you need to create. Uh, I've, I've been in situations where 
There are lots of issues happening where if we just make a general policy that applies to everybody, most of the people aren't affected by it, but it does apply to the few people that are really having a difficult time respecting the boundary that is common sense to other people sometimes. So really, really utilize that because it takes a lot of the emotion out of the way to just say, hey, this is just a company policy we have, so you can't be doing that anymore. Okay, number two. Overcommunicate with others who need to be in the know about the issues you're having. Now, when you're managing somebody that's super difficult, sometimes there are days that I have felt that I've had to explain myself to 15 other people about the decision that I made because that other person is going to take that situation if I don't say, hey, this is what happened and give them the timeline. Um, the truth could be twisted and manipulated from what actually happened. And the reality is that teaching people to unlearn their first response to a situation, um, to a twisted truth, is actually way harder than being the first to present the actual truth. And I know that that takes a lot of time, but it's so, so helpful in making sure that people see that you calmly thought out all of the things you did before you came to the decision that you did. Because otherwise, um, there's a lot of room for interpretation and people can try to be helpful and act too quickly and make other assumptions and it just can create a really hot mess, especially with somebody who likes to play the truth to their personal advantage. So over-communicate with others who need to be in the know about the issues that are happening. And typically this is people who are on your team in the same position as you, or maybe someone that has authority over you. It, it really depends on how your business is structured, or if even you're the business owner, it'd be helpful to um, even have a consultant in human resources to be communicating with all the steps you're taking in case there's um, any kind of backlash if you need to let somebody go. Okay, so the next point I wanna make is take complaints from difficult people with fairness. Sometimes this is really hard to do, but when you hear a complaint from a difficult person or even just a regular person, it's important to investigate the full story before reacting. And this is huge because sometimes other people put even more blame and assumptions on a person that's already difficult to work with, even if that person really wasn't in the wrong. Other people can be annoyed and slant the truth to their advantage as well with without even realize that they're doing it because um, they have a personal bias as well. And if it's a complaint from a difficult person that's saying, hey, this is happening to me, you shouldn't dismiss it. There may be someone else that is subtly being really mean to them. And you would have never even realized it because it's not bla as blatant as the difficult person normally is. If you have someone that's subtly pushing that person's buttons and trying to get them to react, that's being a bully and trying to irritate that person into being explosive. This ultimately is gaslighting you as a manager because you're being presented with a false narrative of what's going on and it's pushing you to act in response to that person's explosion and question whether or not you're even giving that person um, like a fair shake of things or if you're being too gracious and need to improve on what you're doing in your own stuff. 
And, and there's a lot of instances where people have been bullies in, in a business organization and they've subtly tried to push other people to make them look like they're having issues when really it's actually someone else who's making other people feel awful. And especially if somebody is someone who has any of the other things that we talked about or even like um, other other issues could be uh, the disabilities with like um, social awareness or autism, stuff like that. If you have somebody that's poking, pushing their buttons in a way that's purposefully mean, that person can have major explosions and it's not fair to them to be treated that way. So investigation is so important and taking um, those complaints seriously. So try to look for the positive in that person as well. I would recommend if you are working with somebody who's difficult, make it a weekly goal to find one thing or more that you think they're good at. That could be a skill that can be channeled to the right area or recognize work that they did that was actually helpful because that's going to keep your mind far more positive as well in in responding to that person instead of um, having those negative visible cues with like rolling your eyes or sighing anytime that person needs to come to you for help. Sometimes letting someone go is helping them grow. Now there are times when you have to part ways with someone you're managing. This can feel really heartless. However, would you be a loving person if you protected a child from never being able to practice walking because you fear that that child would fall? It wouldn't be setting a baby up for success to never allow it to try and fail, right? It's better for people to learn early so that they can learn, grow, and approach it again in a new way that is more effective than the way they've been doing it before. I always say I'd rather have somebody learn discipline now than have discipline from some greater authority, such as a court system and a judge. The consequences just get bigger and more impactful to people in their lives if they don't learn early in life. And this can set them up now to be resilient. And this is why people say to start a business while you're young, because you're resilient enough to recover in the rest of your life if it fails. And that is where many people may want to offer you um, advice and say, well, give it another chance and try again. And yeah, those things can be done. But if it's really creating an undue hardship for your business that is far more than it's really benefiting your business, then it may be time to let that relationship end. And that is okay. I want to say it again because some people are just like their their business management role they feel like family but it's okay for those things to come to a close so that that person can be successful in the next role they have if you've clearly done all that you can to lay out what was expected and what um, their shortcomings were in meeting those expectations time and time again all right so i'm going to go to a new topic when you manage difficult people (laughs) and you're trying to stay sane, there will be many people that want to offer you advice. Now, this is because they care, okay? You could be looking at them and thinking, you have no idea what I'm going through. How could you possibly help me? Again, this is a moment that you need to realize your pride is talking 
and this person is actually trying to be helpful even though they may not know how. If a person is offering you advice, they're taking the time to care about you. And I know sometimes it's not helpful advice, but you can still listen graciously and respond well. I'm going to give you two examples here. Thank you for taking the time to share your perspective. Or, well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate that you cared enough to do that. Those responses will go a long ways because I have found that when I try to say, well, that's not going to work. Well, no, I'm not going to, I've tried that already. All these different things. If I keep coming up with excuses for that person, they feel like I'm becoming defensive and I'm creating an enemy of that person. I need as many allies as I can in life. And if I dismiss their suggestions, it just doesn't create a network of support. And plus, maybe I'm just misunderstanding what they're trying to say. There have been times where I've literally had four conversations with someone about all the advice they want to give me to try to fix the problem. And I'm like, okay, I just really don't feel like we're being on the same page. And I've had to say, well, thank you for taking the time to, to share that with me. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if this piece of it could work in this situation. However, I'm finding that when I do that, this is the next thing that occurs. And I'm just really not sure how to handle that part. And, and it's okay to say, this is really what I'm struggling with. And maybe you're not even sure sometimes yet, so that's okay. You can say, you know, I, I, I think that's a really valuable suggestion. I'm finding over here there's an issue and I'm not sure how to handle this piece of it and I'm not sure if that's the root of the cause yet, but I'm still working on it and I appreciate you giving me some ideas. Um, I'll let you know if um, any of those ones were successful in solving the problem. And sometimes you don't even have to say, I'm going to let you know. That's okay. (laughs) You don't need to create more work for yourself when you're stressed out. But it is so important to treat that person who's taking the time to give you advice with respect and genuinely care and listen to what they're saying, even if you don't think it's going to work. Because sometimes when you get to the root of it, you're like, wow, this person actually kind of knows what they're talking about. And they just weren't sure how to articulate that they could help me. And here's where actually their expertise could be utilized. Sometimes that's not what actually happens. And you say, actually, this is like more context to the situation. And that person says, oh yeah, I don't know anything about how to handle that. And that's okay. But at least they cared to listen to you and you had a good conversation. Okay, so I want to summarize this section to treat people who offer you advice with respect because they're just doing it to care about you, okay? All right, now we're gonna move on to when you have to deal with performance improvement. Okay, so I think it's really important when you're addressing an issue with somebody, if it's small or big, to really accept sincere apologies that that are given to you by that difficult person with forgiveness. And this is what I'm saying by that. Forgiveness isn't foolish. Forgiveness is love with clear, wise future boundaries. So you can say, thanks so much for apologizing. Like I can see that you really are sincere in that and I forgive you. But now this is my next point with it. 
know that forgiveness doesn't mean natural consequences go away. Discipline still needs to happen a lot of the time. People can still be placed on a performance improvement plan. And I think it's really important to know if you have to restrict somebody's job role because they can't be trusted with one part of their job anymore, that's okay. And that's a natural consequence that good bosses give. Just, okay, let's think about it this way. If, if you have a kid that does not want to put on sunscreen, the natural consequence of that is a sunburn and it's painful. Now, I don't want someone to go get sunburned and I can sure forgive someone for not listening to my advice. But the reality is I cannot take away their sunburn once they have it. And you don't want a sunburn for them, right? The person that you're managing. But that's what happens when people do not listen. So thinking, wow, I'm a terrible boss for now saying this is the consequence, even though you've apologized. No, that's, that's not being a good boss. You can't take away natural consequences because you feel bad. There needs to be something that happens so that person learns not to do it again. And if sometimes it takes somebody realizing, man, I sure hate getting sunburned to never do it again and always wear sunscreen. And if you rob people of those learning opportunities, it's not going to help them grow into the person they need to become. Okay, so this next tip I would say is something that I have really learned the hard way and I, I really think that it's important to know if you're going to have natural consequences, you need to be clear about them with a timeline for when those consequences are either going to be gone or if it's truly a demotion and those responsibilities or opportunities will never be able to be earned back. If you're not clear at the beginning with that, it can leave people floundering with a, a lack of vision for the future and not knowing if they're ever going to be able to get to a point where they'll be trusted again or get to a point where they could maybe potentially um, be allowed to do the things they were doing before. So be really clear. If you say, hey, this is, a, this is never coming back, that's a demotion and there should be a pay decrease associated with that. Because a promotion has a pay increase with it, all right? If it's a timeline consequence where you're putting someone on a performance improvement plan, that should be like a 30, 60, 90 day evaluation. Whatever that is, have it set up. If you're not going to demote them or take away pay or whatever, then you need to make sure that there's some sort of probationary period that they need to have better performance in which they get to maintain that wage once they end the uh, period plan. And, and for them, that's a breath of fresh air too, that they're not constantly being watched all the time. So really seek mentorship or consult experienced managers that have a strong track record with this in setting boundaries and dealing with those performance issues because it can be so, so helpful to you to know early and help people from not living in this spiral of hopelessness because that kills overall morale. Um, if, if people feel like they can never have a way out of whatever they're being a natural consequence of, they a lot of times just spiral downward or they just quit the job. And that's not ultimately what you want if you, if you care about that person, right? Uh, does it happen sometimes? Yeah. Even if you do everything right, sometimes people still leave. But it's important to do it well so that you can treat people fairly and having outside 
people consult you on that for the next logical step is is really helpful to being able to feel confident in that especially if you have not done a lot of hr stuff before i would definitely reach out to somebody who can consult in that area so finally remember these two things if you get anything from this episode this is what i want you to to understand nobody is a lost cause yes people are difficult to manage sometimes and boundaries in management are really healthy to support each person you're working with and sometimes you may have to let people go but the reality is if you've done all you can to care they will know it someday and I seriously want you to remember this because sometimes it's so discouraging the moment you're like, I listened to this whole series and I still feel like I need to let this person go. That happens. And sometimes it can take 20 years for them to realize that you treated them well, but someday they will realize how good they had it. And honestly, I've heard a lot of people have people come back and tell them about the fact that they appreciated how fairly they were treated. So that's my number one for you. Nobody is ever a lost cause. Number two, nobody is perfect at remaining calm. And I want you to know this. I have been yelled at on the phone so many times I can't even count. I've been told that people wanted to kill me more than once. Uh, I've had people threaten my family. And it's a lot. There are times when you get escalated because the things that are happening are not okay to be said. And this happens especially when you're dealing with somebody who's a verbal processor sometimes. Some people are really naturally better at remaining calm than others, but if you're a passionate person like me, that might be something that is really hard for you. And believe me, I know I struggle with this and I've had so many times where I've left a conversation just shaking. And so, um, All of these tips I'm trying to give you are things that I've had to work through and really like being conscious of your body is a huge part of staying sane and but you know what the more difficult situations you go in the more practice you have because I I know that there's some careers out there where it's like man this is just a struggle every single day but know that you are becoming such a resilient person and you're giving many opportunities to practice those skills and that's way harder than most people have it and you're going to learn a lot from it. It's okay if you haven't remained calm every time. Give yourself grace. Know that there's a lot of things that have happened um, to, to get you to finally react most of the time. Okay, so I'm going to transition to the gawk portion and <laughs> I have a story about a difficult person <laughs> because I feel like it's appropriate for this series. Uh, I once had a neighbor who was super difficult and I I think she just thought everyone was always out to get her and against her in life because she was always looking to try to look for a reason to fight with me and it was really weird like I never really talked to her like for the most part besides her just like coming out of the blue to yell at me (laughs) and one day we had this huge snowfall that just buried all the cars in the parking lot and this uh, this was when i lived in an apartment complex so there was a lot of different shared communal parking and some of our neighbors had um some issues like being handicapped and we knew that there wasn't a way that they were going to be able to dig out their car on their own and so i asked my husband to come out and help me because i wanted to dig out their car in case they had to go back and forth to the pharmacy and while we're out there digging digging away 
I was there just trying to throw snow and there's really not a whole lot of room because the snow was like up to your like thighs. It was so, it was so much snow. <laughs> and this, this lady comes by and she looks at me and says, why are you throwing snow onto that other person's car? It's going to make it so hard for them to get out. And I look and I'm realizing like, okay, so basically if I step down, the snow falls to either side of my boot, basically. And a little bit is going towards the car that's parked right next to our neighbor's car that's handicapped. And I'm like, okay, I didn't even know how to respond. So I just asked her, does that look like what I'm trying to do? And she took a moment and paused and said, well, no, but like, that could happen as you're trying to dig out this person's car. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll try not to do that as I'm digging this person's car out, but this isn't even my car. And she just was like, what? It's not your car? I'm like, no, that's our neighbor's car who is handicapped. And we just wanted to make sure they're able to get out of their parking space. And well, she just sat there for a moment and just stared at me blankly, like with no response. And finally, she just said, why are you guys so nice all the time? <laughs> and I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, maybe we've actually made breakthrough with this lady where she's not going to yell at me every day. <laughs> I was like, well, we're just trying to be helpful um, to make sure they can get in and out. But yeah, we'll definitely try to make sure that we're not getting that car full of snow as best we can. And then she just kind of said, okay, and then just went on her merry way. <laughs> So I feel like even just making sure that you're asking what the, does it look like that's what I'm trying to do um, when you're accusing me of this <laughs> is a really good way to diffuse some of those situations where it can be really difficult. Uh, so if you enjoyed this episode, I sure hope you enjoyed the series. Give me a review on Spotify and I will see you next week with a whole new topic. Thanks so much for joining me.